I'm Roger Wood, In-Depth for indepthnh.org, a production of the New Hampshire Center for Public Interest Journalism. This time the focus is on technical education in New Hampshire and the need for trained technicians in all kinds of fields. Recently, the National Governors Association sent members to New Hampshire and five other states looking at what they're doing about training workers. I first spoke with Deputy Department of Education Commissioner Christine Brennan, who went on the tour with the NGA group, along with many other education officials. One of the highlights of the tour was the Concord Regional Technical Center, which is run by Steve Rothenberg, an assistant principal at Concord High School. I also had the opportunity for a conversation with him. Christine, before I ask you a a question, I have a a short anecdote to tell you. A few months ago, I had an electrician uh, do some work in my house, and while he was here, he said to me, you know, I really could use another electrician to work with me, but there's nobody coming up in the system, and uh, I I don't want an apprentice. I want a trained person, and uh, I, I was thinking, yeah, I'm hearing that a lot, that what New Hampshire needs is more people who can actually go to work in artisan ways like electrical or, or, or welding. I guess that brings me to the tour you were recently on, uh, Christine, with other uh, education officials and also members of uh, a wing of the National Governors Association. And that is, um, for, for one, Concord Regional Technical Center, a very impressive uh, uh, a very impressive center that uh, teaches students a lot of practical things. M- maybe you can talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind, Christine. Sure. Uh, thank you, first of all, Roger, for having me on, on, on this podcast. I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about some of the great things that are going on in New Hampshire, especially around uh, work-based learning and um, ELOs, which we call Extended Learning Opportunities. And, yes, I was able to visit the Concord um, Concord School District, a Concord Regional um, Concord Regional Technical Center, and I was really um, just blown away with the kind of experiences that students are uh, getting from that um, location. They were um, they, they they set up a tour, and we were able to see the different vocations, and then we were able to talk to the students. And really what impressed me the most was listening to the students and listening to them in that short time while they were um, in, their, um, in their coursework, how much they grew. And there was one uh, student in particular who was in auto- automotive. And one of the things that um, he expressed was that he thought for sure that he wanted to be a technician, an automotive, techni- automotive technician. And they they put him in this coursework. They let him explore the um, explore the career, and then he realized, no, that's not what I want to do. I want to be a diag- uh, diagnostic technician. I like so, you know figuring out what the problem is and then fixing it. And just being able to have kids know that and have that student agency was just so wonderful to see. It uh, tell me a little bit about you know the kinds of um, jobs or or skills that that this center teaches? So so there was a wide variety. One, um, there was the automotive. We saw the welding room. We saw graphic design. Um, What was nice to see um, is that there were also girls that were in some of these things that are sometimes, you know, considered a male-dominated field. And then there was also the, um, the culinary 
the um, oh there was what a, the graphic design as well as the hairdressing and cosmetology. Um, so there were lots of opportunities for them to do that. Also, uh, you visited a community college nearby, didn't you? I'm sorry, would you repeat that? I, I think, as I recall, uh, you also visited a community college. Oh, I have to tell you, that was really, especially after hearing um, that student speak, I was then able to go to the Lakes Region Community College um, and see their automotive classroom. And it was, number one, I think that we it was so clean and impressive and so different than what I think um, people think of the way cars were fixed in the past. This was a beautiful center where the students got to work on cars. And then we were able to meet with um, the, the dignitaries from the community college as well as the Automotive Association, where they shared lots of opportunities that they're willing um, to help support kids in their career paths. And it was great to see these agencies connecting and collaborating to help our um, to help our state and to help our students find what's going to give them purpose. It's uh, interesting that uh, a lot is talked about higher education being, you know, liberal arts and programs like that. But uh, I guess you would agree that what we need in the state is uh, is more practical practical programs like like you've seen. Yeah, it seems as though our workforce, I think as we head into this uh, new era, the jobs with, high, with manufacturing are, are demanding more from students um, and more from, um, you know, the, works, the work jobs are, are much different than they were um, before. What the state appears to need uh, anecdotally is, is more people like you're, you're seeing that are training for practical jobs that, uh, uh, you know, use their hands and their minds together. Yep, they do. They need to, um, they do need that. And I think that um, the career technical um, education is something that uh, I think in the past parents were a little bit intimidated um, to send their kids there. And from what I saw, um, some of the students even said, my mom and dad were a little scared that I wanted to, to choose this pathway, but after they came and they saw me and they saw me highly engaged in school, that they completely supported um, this pathway that, that they were choosing. Um, and I think that we, are the, that we need to improve our, our, um, you know, our workforce. Sure. Now, uh, speak a little bit before you go about the uh, National Governors Association. I guess their their economic opportunity division uh, reviewed what was going on. Yeah. So the National um, Governors um, Association uh, is something from both political um, parties, and they're heavily focused on job growth as sectors in the economy, and they continue to change here in the United States. And this specific program that NH and five other states are involved in are focused on work-based learning and both the high school and early adult level. And so what they did was they we were part of a, um, a grant, and they came to New Hampshire to see what we're working on, and they came and they toured with us. And really what we wanted, um, one of our goals for this grant is to make sure that people understand what work-based learning is and how it can help the state. We want them to understand that this can happen as early as high school, and that's what we call early extended learning opportunities, where kids, when they are in high school, 
can go out and experience um, job or career pathways. And sometimes it might be simple as having someone from the industry come into the school and come and talk to all the students. Sometimes it might be simple as job shadowing as a, uh, for a day, um, really to help kids make good choices, good um, choices for themselves and their education, but good choices financially, saying, am I, is college the way I want to go, or is it uh, more of a, um, one of the work, some of our work um, jobs? Is, it, is there any reason the NGA group for New Hampshire as far as, you know, you know, in other words, rate New Hampshire at the end of this process, or is, is it just a review? Um, it's really just a, a, we apply for this, and so they are just supporting us, um, making sure that they, they're giving us all the resources, and they're kind of holding our hand as we um, need help or technical assistance to make sure that we advance this initiative. That's Christine Brennan, Deputy Commissioner of the Department of Education. Next, I spoke to Steve Rothenberg, who runs the Concord Regional Technical Centers. Steve, you were on a recent tour uh, with Christine Brennan of the uh, Department of Education Deputy Commissioner, uh, National Governors Association representatives, uh, the Chancellor of the uh, uh, community college system, uh, Ross Cattell and others, uh, looking at uh, the technical availabilities in New Hampshire and what's going on. And um, I'm wowed by the fact, and I think others were, at the extent of the uh, work going on at, uh, at, at CRTC. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit about your program. Sure. Uh, so I'll, I'll answer a couple ways. One is that day uh, we were touring... Uh, two folks from the National Governors Association uh, who sponsor an initiative with a few select states across the country to expand something called work-based learning. Uh, work-based learning um, is really, in essence, sort of authentic learning where you're, where you're working in some manner with industry. Most extreme sense would be apprenticeship or internship, but even less so, really meeting people from industry in some way, shape, or form. But that work-based learning is one of these sort of key pillars of career and technical education. Um, and it's the idea of students um, in high school, including at the CRTC, but any one of the 24 core centers in the state of New Hampshire, um, expanding their resume uh, and, and really diving into a career like automotive or health science or graphic design or culinary and engaging in things like work-based learning, dual enrollment credits, technical skills, and a variety of things to uh, take some huge steps towards where they're going college and career after high school. I know that there is a shortage of, uh, of certain uh, te technical expertise in the state. I know that from personal experience, and maybe I'm being subjective about it, but uh, I'm, I'm seeing that to myself. And uh, what kinds of, uh, of, of programs or sciences, you mentioned automotive, but I guess there was, a, I think I saw a picture of uh, welding um, yeah. going on. What, what, what other, yeah. what other so skills? The, the state... Uh, I believe that we have the second lowest unemployment rate in the country right now. We're at the low twos, uh, which basically means that we're at full employment. Um, and so now we have an environment in the state where you have openings in areas that we've, we have sort of somewhat neglected for a lot of years. Uh, when I say the word neglect, um, in many of these careers, uh, welding, automotive, you have a workforce, uh, construction, I mean, I say electrical, plumbing, you have a construction that's uh, workforce that's in their 50s on average. Um, so we have spent um, 
many decades now, uh, sort of saying uh, four-year college for all. Uh, we've spent many decades sort of discouraging the trades. Um, you can go back in history, uh, no child left behind, a variety of things. Um, so now we've, we're paying the piper. Um, we're left with an economy that has high needs. Uh, we have our largest sectors, advanced manufacturing, for example. Automotive is also a huge sector where there's just not enough people and there are not enough skilled people to go into these areas. So the role of the CRTC, like all CT centers, um, is to um, prepare students for careers that have uh, good pay and a good future to them. And really what I think about is almost endless. I mean, you can, you can enter these careers and uh, you can start at a certain point and then keep growing and growing through education experience to take on big leadership roles. Yeah. But you're right, welding and, and many others, where the state's desperate for people. There's automatic jobs. The electrical, too, I hear. Yeah, plumbing, electrical, and, and you go right through the trades. What's interesting, too, is it's, it's not just that. Um, it's uh, jobs, accounting jobs, um, you know, what we call white-collar jobs, too. Um, we, uh, we really struggle to, to sort of define what, what's called middle jobs uh, in this state and, and to create pipelines for them. And there's a team of us across the state working hard to address that, uh, including folks like Ross Cattell and the, the Commissioner of Education, uh, Frank Edelblue. A lot of folks really are on board in terms of changing how we think about these things. Now, you don't just take in Concord High School students, right? Yeah, that's a good, good question. Yeah, so we, um, we're, we're, we're a career technical center that serves nine high schools. Uh, we have the greatest spans in the state. Uh, we serve all the way from Kearsage, um, which is way up on 89, to Pittsfield, which is uh, up uh, up northeast from here, to Pembroke Academy, to Hopkinton, Hillsborough. So, again, we serve nine total high schools, and about 60% of our population comes from those schools, and 40% comes from Concord High. Well, I, I, I know what the southern tier looks like as far as, uh, uh, you know, the economy and get growing, and, and uh, I'm wondering if these jobs are useful for the northern country. I mean, can they be employed yeah. there? Yeah, so um, I, I think the, I, I, wanna, I think what you're asking me sort of is, you know, each tech center reflects the region that it's in. Um, and there are things offered at different tech centers that are more customized to that region. And there's some things that are a little more generic. Automotive is very generic. Health science is very generic. Uh, but you get more nuanced, and it depends where you are in the state. So, for example, Berlin has a, has a, um, a career technical center that has certain programs that are better catered to that region than Concord's. Concord's sort of interesting because we serve such a large swath that we have many sort of micro-economies in that swath. Um, and so we're constantly trying to find our niche to serve a large group. Many tech centers serve very regional areas, like Nashua mostly serves Nashua students. Uh, we're not like that, so it makes it a little more complicated. Do you think that uh, in the high schools themselves, guidance counselors are, you know, steering students towards these trades because of the, the, the good yeah. pay they get? So uh, that is the million-dollar question. Um, so school counselors are stuck in a spot, um, and I'll, I'll speak candidly about that. Um, you could have a school counselor who's very progressive, um, really looking at, at college and careers in a very unique way, uh, in a very structured way, and really when a student walks into their office over, let's say, a four-year span, they're really mapping out a game plan. Um, of note, one of the schools that we serve in this region, Pittsfield, uh, took their school counselors and separated them 
you have one school counselor really dealing with more of the emotional and the well-being issues of a school, of a student, and then there's another person who's just focused on college and career. And so I tell that story is for school counselors, it's very difficult to manage all the things coming at them. Um, what they have historically struggled on is providing a voice to the career readiness side of things. Um, there's a lot of pressure on school counselors by all parties to do sort of four-year college for all and not really talk about careers as much. So things are changing. Uh, school counselors want to change. They're listening. But our culture uh, has a certain direction, and we're trying to disrupt that a bit. So uh, school counselors are sort of caught in the middle all the time. Let me ask you this before I let you go, and that is when you when you prepare a student uh, and graduate them one from one of these technical centers, are they considered prepared to go right into the business, or are they going to be entry level, or, or you know? I think in, in, in almost every case the answer is no. Um, there's a few oddball cases where a student like Dover Career and Technical Center um, has a cosmetology program that you can actually earn your license while you're in high school. But that's more of an aberration than it is the norm. We are preparing students to go on in some form of education uh, once they leave us. Now, the education may come in industry through an apprenticeship. It may come through working and going to school, meaning you might go to work for Hitchner down in Milford and then be going to school at night for manufacturing. Um, but none of our programs have an expectation that you would leave here and be fully employed uh, on a track for a long-time stability. Uh, they're just not the economy doesn't want that either. They, they need people with more skills. But many students go to the military too, you know, and they gain skills in the military. So um, we don't sell ourselves as okay at age 18. You know, when you finish with us in June, and, it, and just to make note, we don't graduate students. We what's called we complete students. They still graduate from their regular high school, but uh, there's no pretense of okay, I'm automatically ready for work. Our students are well ahead of the game for work. They have soft skills. They have professional skills. They have technical skills but we really ramped them into their next stage to get further educated. This is very interesting. Uh, between you and uh, the, the uh, uh, and Christine, you have painted a picture of, uh, of something we haven't really dealt with, and that is uh, the opportunities in the technical trades and the need for them. Yeah. No, I think that uh, if you look at the data, uh, it's tremendous. How it's, it's crystal clear what we need. Um, and what we have is we have to shift our, our mentality and our culture to recognize that there's some tremendous jobs out there. Uh, me, for me, on a personal level, uh, my stepdaughter is graduating uh, from Manchester Community College on Wednesday night with a, with a degree in medical assistant. Um, she'll start a job probably in the next couple months at about 20 bucks an hour. Um, and she'll, from her, the job that she gets, they'll pay for her to go back to school, become a nurse. Um, and she's 21 years old. Um, that is not the conventional route that we've embraced uh, for students. And I think that there are many, many students who would benefit from that. Simply put, is the current model, where you, if, you, if you focus on a four-year college for all, works for a relatively small population. Well, congratulations so, to uh, your daughter and all who uh, complete yeah. these yep. programs. That's exciting. And, 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 and they feel great pride, too. Um, and they start their career off, and they continue their education. And um, it's just a, a more modern and more strategic pro approach to thinking about your life after high school. And it's not it doesn't have a lot of pretense to it. Like you should be doing this. I always ask the kids, "Are you looking forward to next year?" I don't always say what you're doing next year because I think there's a lot loaded in that. And uh, it's nice to see students who are really energized. And our students here at CRC, uh, many of them are really, really excited about their next steps.
but those next steps span from four-year college, going on to get PhDs, to I'm going, I'm going to get an apprenticeship, to I'm going to go take auto school. Um, and that's the fun of what we do here. It's really catered to each individual student. Steve Rothenberg, Concord High School Assistant Principal and Head of the Concord Regional Technical Center. For In-Depth NH, I'm Roger Wood.